What's up, everybody? <laughs> what up, y'all? <laughs> Mr. Oh, Tim Green. Lord. Tim Green's our early guy now. Like he used to be Corey. Tim take, took it over. He's our first yep, comment every, yep. every week. <laughs> we got to add him to the list to get on the show. Then. Oh, absolutely. So he, he earned our it. long list that we've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's another one. If er, we can ever get him. Er, Mar, yeah, he's him. he's off the list now. <laughs> There's my past guest. Dang, everybody coming in hot. I can't even keep up with the comments. And and, and look, Facebook user, Tad. Yeah, it's I don't, Tad. Look, Tad. I told him how to do it. Click that link in the uh, in the description, and uh, it's he really StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook. He's like, I'm just going to put my name behind every comment. That's easier than <laughs> trying to figure this out. <laughs> Just put T. We'll know who it is. Just yeah. Tad's still anyway, writes. Yeah. Tad still writes paper invoices, so I'm not expecting yeah, much out that's of That's true. <laughs> that's true. So I need yeah. to reach out. I need I need to call him tomorrow and, and see how his elbow's doing. Here's another one I want to get on the show, Mr. Gregory. He's he's yeah. hilarious at MTE. I loved it. T. There we go. Awesome <laughs> on here. There you got it. <laughs> cool. So uh Hey, um, we've both had busy weeks, but you've had a special day today. And I'll tell you, you know, on here, I've already told you, but congratulations. One year in your shop. And today you had your ribbon cutting. There's <laughs> the awesome, ribbon. Dude. It's funny. We yeah. had an insurance agent holding up one side of the ribbon for me to cut. And like at the last <laughs> minute, he let go. So I cut it in the ear. I was like, <laughs> I still got it with the big ass scissors. So <laughs> he made it happen. We was messing with like, come on, Jim. <laughs> what are we doing? You, sh- you should have turned to him and be like, look, y'all are always dropping dropping the ball on this. <laughs> right? Drop the ribbon, too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they they drop prices, and now you're – They're you know, cool people. They're the agents. They're it. not the adjusters, so <laughs> it makes it a little bit better. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I had the ribbon cut, and that went great. We had several people showed up. Had some – our PDR, wonderful PDR industry showed up. We had Jeff McMahon, Joel Mathis, Matt Myers came all the way up from Huntsville. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Brandon Yeager was here and stuff, so it was great. Like, I always love our support from the community. Heck yeah. <clears throat> and our new hire started Heck today, yeah. so he got thrown right in the fire, Mr. Ray Slate. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. <laughs> like, he was taking it all in the day. It was really cool. He's uh came from body shop background as an estimator, and he's going to be our ceramic coating installer, plus helping us up front with his – you know, vast knowledge of insurance and all that stuff. So we're excited to have him. He's excited oh, he's to be gonna, part he's of the team. Be awesome. Yeah, I'm, it's gonna I'm be pumped. awesome for y'all. Yeah. So now we need our hailstorms. Yes. Yes. Come <laughs> on with it. I'll just buy CCC at this point and be like, here, you can have it. All right, let's go. <laughs> Speaking uh, of, uh, it was coming through Texas there today, so I know. Uh, I think it hit Burleson. Like everybody gonna be an answer. Yeah, it was. It was coming through there, but I hadn't looked up to see any kind of videos and stuff yet. But. Right. But yeah, we got a great show tonight. We got a um, a newcomer to the industry who um, is about to uh, have his first year or one year anniversary himself. You. If you've seen um, his work and everything, you would not think he's new at all to the game. Like it's, no, it's mind-boggling. No, <laughs> great trainers, great mentors, great company he worked for, and not only are they pushing his skills, but they're pushing the envelope just like they are with the rest of us and getting the prices where they need to be. So he is, you know, he started out up there with the pricing, and so that's great. And it's great for the industry. It's great for 
any newer techs instead of the older ones, you know, like when we started, we're pulling numbers out of our rear end. So right. I love it. I love, I love the effort he's given. And, um, yeah, man. Hey, another good thing is he's a ginger too. So, right. And his social media <laughs> yeah. presence is huge. Like he's, I've, he's, I've seen him everywhere on social media and stuff. So that's awesome too. He's killing Yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course, you know, before the show the backstage, we're, we're already talking. We know why his presence on social media is a little bit better. He's used to being, you know, playing, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into that later on, but let's go ahead and welcome him. Welcome in on. I can't even talk. Welcome him <laughs> so on excited. the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway. So let's, uh, let's welcome Mr. Thomas Potter. Y'all making What's me blush up? a little bit over here, man. <laughs> you are Jeez, Louise. <laughs> See a couple of names. Hey, wait, wait. Hammer, Colby. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah you, got a, you got a fan. We saw you, a, saw you had a guest backstage. Oh, you see my daughter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. came over and I was like, Riley, about to be alive. Give, give me a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she stayed home How today, man. She, she, she's 11. She battles migraines here and there. It's something we've battled for a while here. And then this morning, yeah. she just couldn't recover. So she does good, man. She stays focused, just wasn't feeling too hot today. So let her hang out at home. Mama's working now. She'll be home uh, about an hour here. She's a hairstylist. She cuts. You can see a little salon in the back. I got people in nice. and out of here. Oh yeah, you see her doing yeah. colors here at the house. We need to. We need to come see her. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need a straight razor, bro. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I use. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, uh, Ray, his yeah. uh, his wife's a hairstylist too, so she works some crazy hours and does the hustle too. So yeah, but I can never get a haircut. That's what's crazy. Like I'm at the bottom of the list. You would think I'm like once a week. You know, Chris doesn't happen, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so trail cameras are pulled, subscriptions are expired, like let them run out. Um, dude, I, I chased a couple studs uh through November, um, kept me on my toes and just could not pull the trigger, dude. I had a couple of close calls, never got it done. That and I, I just realized Jeremy's gonna be on the he's gonna be watching the entire show because Thomas apparently is a hunter. And he already yeah. knows it too. That's I love it. Yeah. And we're and we're gonna yeah. and we're gonna get into that. So um so let's we're gonna start off the show like we always do. Uh, <laughs> heck yeah. Well, he finally has power, so he can, you know, kind of right. stay yeah, on too. So power Jeremy Jeremy's had a rough go his whole him and his neighbors and that whole area up there has had a really rough go with the power outages from the ice mm. storm and stuff like what that. What state so, is this? What state is this? Michigan. Uh, Michigan. I don't know. Mm. I can't remember exactly where. Jeremy can mm. tell you. Yeah. Just mm. type it out, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, yeah, luckily they just got power back, I think, yesterday. yesterday. Um, mm, that's rough, man. After, may, yeah. after maybe five days. Uh, yeah that's tough yeah. dude he did have a generator at least like he had it plugged up to the house so that helps out a lot for the necessities it still sucks yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but anyway go. um so so we're going to uh dive into kind of give us a little bit of your background as far as like yeah. how you got started in pdr you don't have to yeah. go you know an hour long story but just a quick synopsis of how you got sure. started in it how you found out about it <laughs> and to where you're at today. sure 
So, so my, my father was uh, a automotive painter his entire life. So instead of after school programs, I would get picked up, I think as early as fifth grade is, as I remember, um, from after school and I'd go back to the shop and that was kind of my hangout spot. Right. Um, I was young and I was cleaning body man's toolbox for a dollar. So I can get a soda out of the machine. <laughs> That's kind of where I grew up. Um, you know, and really Get started throwing right a trigger. Yeah, it's my pops. Nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I started shooting at a young age, man, 15, 16 years old, cutting in parts. And then before I know it, I was 18 doing all overs. And, you know, I don't know, I think I was 19, 20 years old. And he was like, dude, you're, like, ready to go on your own. And I uh, reached out to a co local company called Craftsman Autobody. They had uh, 13 centers. Uh, joined up with these guys. Um and what's crazy is I started as a buffer. I knew how to do it all, but you couldn't just get in there as a painter. And I went no. in there and I went to the manager and I said, listen, dude, I can paint, I can cut in, I can buff, I'll do whatever. Just give me on the floor and I'll do it. And it got to the point where when those boys went home, I stayed and I did everything. I just emptied it out. I wouldn't give them a chance to work because I wanted it. And it got to the point where I got the spot and awesome. I ran that and I stayed with them for almost 17 years um wow. i'm 35 now so i was a young kid up in that joint and yeah. i was really hustling um and i actually got to the point where i was um i was physically and mentally drained so you know like painters and body men always have a natural clyde um you know and it was i just yeah. wanted more man i was just a grinding i was burnt and literally i woke up in my sleep one morning and said I can do PDR. It, it honestly was like a light bulb in my sleep. And then I flipped that switch and I put myself on that grind. YouTube. First uh, person. So to reach it. Go ahead. I was going to say you, you flipped the switch, but I'm, I'm guessing that you had. Sorry, her door door. Creepers out there. Uh, no, ain't nobody. <laughs> like door door. <laughs> Um, so I'm guessing that you had seen people come in the shops and stuff like that doing PDR. It kind of piqued your interest or out of that? Uh, I know you didn't just wake up out of, out of asleep knowing what PDR is. Yeah. So, um, I had seen some guys floating around and heard about it. And I think, uh, it was more mystical than what it is now for me. Cause I didn't knew nothing about it. And I see a guy come in and it was a dent like this. You know, and I didn't know how much he was making, but a couple hours later it was fixed. But I wasn't, I was looking at it, but I wasn't like glassing it like we do. You know, I wasn't putting my cheek on it and like, yeah, really looking down. And I was like, dang, he fixed it, you know? And then I experienced, uh, I think it was 2010, um, a hailstorm came through and I was painting that hailstorm and I had to give up one of my stalls for uh, a PDR guy. And I wish I knew who it was. I haven't seen him around. I think he was based out of Ohio. He was a little dude, had a mustache. And I want to say he was like a dent whiz guy, but um, <laughs> I don't know. So, and I remember seeing all his, uh, his little glue, uh, his wet glue waste on the floor and he was just glue pulling roofs. And I remember seeing one of the tickets was like 16 grand dude on this Cadillac. And I was like, no way. You know, I was like, whatever. Right. And I was like, dude, I was like, that's crazy. And it just sparked my interest. And then, then I just started YouTube in it, right? And who's on YouTube? You see Mike Toledo, uh, Jim Mitchell, um, those guys, right? So 
uh, for yeah. Christmas. Uh, I asked my pops, I was like, Hey man, you know, uh, think you can get me a, a dent trader subscri- subscription. So I got like a one year for that or a couple months, something like that. And I just started watching those videos. I didn't even have tools at the time. And then, yeah. uh, started <laughs> reaching out to, uh, Jim Mitchell and dude, I picked Jim Mitchell's brain apart. Like I give that dude so many props and I tell him like, dude, I really need to shake your hand, bro. Because honestly, he doesn't understand like how much it kickstarted me just by get these couple knockdowns, get these couple rods. Cause it's all yeah. up to you to learn the skill set. Mm-hmm. But if I wouldn't went out and bought this Amazon junk, I didn't even know what a ratchet handle yeah. was. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. do I get a ratchet handle or the thing? He goes, dude, if you're going to do it, get the ratchet handles. I was like, all right. So I get Reaper rods and they come with those crappy ultra handles. So I'm like trying to learn and must've been high strength steel. And that thing's like wearing my palm out. And I was like, dude, this is brutal. <laughs> Arms going numb. Yeah. I was like, how are guys doing this? Right. So I ended up getting like some scrap panels from the shop and I started practicing on uh little dents. And I was taking a reaper rod with a door handle and just poking it. And I was cracking paint like every other push. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I need help, right? <laughs> yeah. So I ended up going out and spending a couple weekends with Chris Ray <clears throat> and Devo out of Dentless Touch. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me um, like, basically, don't worry about your tools. We're going to get on this hood. First, it was whiteboard work. You know, here's a, here's a dent. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's start at the center and let's work this outside and get it done. And what's crazy to me is guys think they can go and spend this money for training. And maybe I thought this too, and you're going to come out knowing how to fix a dent. But in reality, like, like Davo's course is to set up the foundation on how to make you successful, right? So it's all up to you as the person to push yourself to learn it. He can only tell me how to do it so much, but my eyes have to see it. I have to be able to do it. And that was a big over, I had to overcome that. And I see, you know, young guys come to our shop now. Um, we were training from another facility and it's like, we put them on a hood and I was like, you see this right here? He's like, I don't see it. And I was like, don't worry, bro. Cause when I was learning, I didn't see it either, <laughs> but it's up to the, you got to put the time in man. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then well, you, well, you get, you get a lot of, a lot of people like you're saying, you may have had that mentality, but uh, there's a there's so many technicians that, that think the same way. They're going to pay this money. They're going to mm-hmm. come out, and they're going to be able to go out on their mm-hmm. own and make all this yeah. money, and they don't put any more effort into actually learning yeah. how to yeah. do it. Um, but, yeah. I want to so give a shout-out to you. talking about Jim Mitchell, too. Like, his uh, – the RWO training, the real-world training. Yeah, it's like, real deal. He explains stuff so well in those videos, mm-hmm. like – I'm not much for watching a video and picking up anything, but the way he explains stuff in there just makes freaking sense. So mm-hmm. you shout out to Jim yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. What up, Devo? Yeah. So um, I got to the point where, like, uh, so a year before I joined up with Dent Shop, so I was working at Caliber Collision and I was practicing dents. And here and there, I would nail one or even do one like push to paint or something. But Caliber was playing, paying me my flat rate. And I was like, well, how do I get paid what, you know, because I went and spoke to Paul and Tim and they gave me price guides or like charge this and that. And I was like, I was telling my guys, like, you realize that, you know, Paul and Tim are getting, you know, six, $700 for this dent. And they go, well, we can just pay the flat rate. Well, you know what I did? I went and opened up an LLC called a dent sniper and then hit them with the paperwork going, here's my tax ID. And then it was like, 
can you fix this for us? And I go, that's going to be $400. <laughs> and they're like, what? And they were a little standoffish. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I got it, you know? And then I started, and then if I'd screw it up, you know, late at night, man, I'd push to paint it. I'd push it. And then if I had to take a little 320 and knock out my highs and go to 800, a little cam primer, paint it, I did it, but I was grinding because that's what I had to do to learn. Yeah, right. I didn't. I always yeah. didn't have a guy over my shoulder. I was literally grinding through it. And then I, one day I left Caliber Collision like super pissed off, right? Like someone pushed me over the edge. I told my manager, who's my homie, so to this day, him and I are tight, went to school together. I go, George, I need to take the rest of the day off, man. Like I'm just, I'm fuming. He was like, take your day, man. And I went home and Paul and Tim called me that afternoon going, listen, hey, we got a slot. You know, you express some interest yeah. in joining our team. Would you be interested? And I honestly took that as a sign. I was so frustrated. Yep. I left my shop that day and Paul and Tim had called me and I said, I'll be there tomorrow for an interview. We went there, hashed out the details. And at 12 o'clock that afternoon, I went and told my dude, I said, listen, uh, I got a job opportunity. I think I'm going to take it. And he goes, well, I need you to let me know if you're really taking it. And I said, no, George, I'm quitting you've got two weeks like, i just told you <laughs> like, it, it took them and it, it hit it hit them hard man like because i was a bailout guy dude if people couldn't nail the three stage colors you know i would then usa was bringing me other shops problems because they knew i would oh, wow. fix it i had awesome. i honestly mastered painting i mastered the exalta i mastered water i had it figured out and that was super hard for me to transition to pdr um not being able to master it, but I know yeah. what it takes to master something. So that's why I think I grind and push myself so hard in this aspect. And sometimes if we're busy, like there's been times where guys have left at the shop, that's time for me to put my headphones in. And I just keep going because that's what's, yeah. you know, that's what's going to make Well, you know, when you, when you, when you work for that, the body shop and you, you're, you're their, their guy. Yeah. But a lot of times that guy is the one that gets so taken advantage of. It is. And so that, that burns you out so bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think a lot of us have, have been to that point in, in some sort of fashion with any industry <laughs> that we've been in. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it'll push you over the edge. But uh, I think I think where you're at now is, and, and talking about learning how to master something you are well on your way brother oh yeah absolutely yeah. right now just by what i've seen so mm, it's so awesome that. like there's a bunch of guys that's transitioned <laughs> from uh you know awesome techs in here that's transitioned from body shop to pdr and mm. made a great thing like the body shops i service the body guys are like man i don't have the patience to do what you do i'm like what are you talking about like i'm gonna be done with this in five minutes and you're still gonna be on it tomorrow like still fixing this shit like what <laughs> what are you talking about patience <laughs> yeah yeah so I had done my first tail car. This was probably a couple months before I signed up with Paul and them. Right. And I took it and it was smashed and they go, well, if you don't do it, you know, uh, Paul and Tim are going to do it. I was like, all right. So I ended up writing a ticket and it was like $8,600. And I looking back on, I was like, dude, we probably could have gotten like 12, right? No, one would know <laughs> yeah. and it was just smashed, dude. And I, I, I started on the sides and the hood. I was able to fix that. A lot of the hood, I had to like wet sand here and there. Cause I was still figuring this out. That hood was freaking crushed, bro. And it had a vinyl wrap on it. It was a RAV4, two-tone black Oof. top. So I ended up peeling the wrap off and I end up, I'm sitting there one night, I got my headphones in and, like I said, I play some video games. So I'm up in Discord with my homies, and I'm sitting there going, dudes, I'm going to be here all night and tomorrow. I said, or I can paint this thing right now. 
they do they go dude f and paint it and i was like screw it <laughs> i like i like ripped all this stuff up got it up got 320 on a block like this and was raking it i've never told anybody this day except now. So, now everybody knows <laughs> but i was making it happen right like yeah, you know yeah. and, and and the next morning i come in and i got body men glassing it the office is glassing it and i could paint so it came out clean right off the rip you know it didn't look painted like i knew what i was doing and they're like dude you knocked that out of the park and i, I kept that to myself <laughs> until about this moment here and, you I, know, I love it making it happen get paid man like it's that's real cool deal. that your buddies are pushing you too like go ahead and freaking make it happen yeah man. Like, all right you're right like go ahead yeah so Jeremy you, um, <laughs> I know we're 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 gonna we're gonna get into that on that, Jeremy. Just hang on. So let's. Uh, so you've been you, you've almost been with with the mint shop for a year now. Yeah. Um, with all that, you entered the beginner competition at Dental Olympics, yep. and I thought he you won. saw how for for a beginner competition they were some <laughs> nasty little dents. Yeah, okay? I was a little surprised, but. But I I saw your after and everything and, and yeah it it man it was real close I watched yeah, it I was great. like hey Thomas won it like I already knew he won it and then they didn't call his name for I was like what like yeah, Ryan, I want to see their work <laughs> Ryan Stan looked really good too man I had one spot that I yeah. I, I did have a miss push on and I kind of knew about it and I had to do a little knockdown it's probably what caught me um, honestly dude for me just getting in the ring you know and. Like I was all stressed yeah. at first. And when I settled down, I was like, all right, you know, I'm like looking, I, I was like, all right, I'm getting my hood. And it wasn't about the trophy, right? It was me stepping in the ring, competing. Yep. Honestly, when Paul and Tim asked me what some of my goals are, one of my goals was, was to compete in the Den Olympics in place. It wasn't first, whatever. I just wanted to get yeah. up there. Yeah. It was a beginner, but I don't care. Right. Like yeah. I went in there, yep. stepped inside them ropes and did it. Right. And I just made sure I had chains on both sides of my cross checks and uh, just went after, you know, use some stand liner tools and whatever, man. Just had some fun. What'd you, uh, what'd you use? Um, so, so I had picked up a, uh, appreciate that Kobe picked up a, a large snake, uh, the fat snake, and then picked up a, a raised snake. That was a little bit sharper. Um, uh, excuse me. And then, I picked up a couple of cranes, I think a double bend and a straight, uh, and then a double bend, um, just dent craft rod with a uh, sharp tip. Went to VIP. I said, Hey, I'm competing. Can I borrow a knockdown? And man, he, you know, he gets his, gets his tips and he's like, let me find a perfect one for you. Yes. <laughs> and he's, he's looking in his phone, you know, and he's zooming in. He goes, only I know the difference. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I go over it. there and neither one of my snakes could get on the dent because it was too far back. The fulcrum was just a little funky. Yeah. And I have this short crane <clears throat> and I have to literally crank on it, dude, to get any movement because it's just too short. So that's why you see me, I'm freaking beat red because I was you pushing everything <laughs> into dude. My my I had to go change my draws and it was because I was just sweating, dude. But um but yeah, just just push it up, man. And I had yeah. I did a job before I left for Florida, and I was like hustling. The guy's like, "You're in a hurry, ain't you?" And I said, "Man, I leave for a flight in three hours." He goes, "Where are you going?" So I'm going to Florida to meet up with some dent guys. I said, "I'm competing in this thing called the Dent Olympics." We started talking, <laughs> and he bounces me a bouncy ball. He goes, "Stick that in your pocket." He goes, "That's your good luck charm." 
So here I am, Uh, and I'm in the airport, and I look, I got the bouncy ball. I said, man, I better just hang on to this thing. And uh, when I went down to compete, I freaking uh, put the bouncy ball in my pocket, man. And the guy actually came back. He's He's a local dude. We do, he flips cars, and we'll just rough out some stuff for him to make it look better. I got rusty, yeah. man. I had that bouncy ball in my pocket, and I placed second, dude. And he goes, see, I told you. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So, next year, give me two, and I'll place first. I don't yeah, know who but... this is, but I agree. The clock, the, the timer on it, like, makes it, so, oh, is it, it makes yeah. it so much different. Like, it ain't like you just sitting there chilling and get the thing done whenever. Like, you got yeah. some time. You got to get it yeah. done no matter what. Well, like we, like we tell everybody, you know, the first step is – making the decision and getting in there and competing because yeah. last year was, was mine and Andy's first time with the tag team. Of course, this year we didn't even touch the dent, <laughs> but, uh, but last year, like, I mean, I'm sitting there cranking on that, that bed and I'm, you know, with just the time and everybody watching. Yeah. And, being dressed up like Bert the whole time, <laughs> yeah. the yellow paint yeah. all over the dish. But it, it's it's just that right there. It's we all know like we can fix that dent and glass it, yeah. You know, but that it's the pressure that that, that kind of yeah. gets to you. But that's what makes it so much fun. Yeah. And um, at some point, yeah, I'll do the regular dental Olympics. But hey, I'm um, good. Yeah. <laughs> Only way I'm doing is gonna get I'm gonna get Paul Corden to freaking price it for me, and if they pay me whatever yeah. he prices, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely just, want a piece of it for sure, dude. I was drooling over them things over there. You know, I don't know. I'm just hungry for it right now. My biggest thing was getting my tools down there, and I'm like thinking about how I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna check some tools in next year because. I want a piece yeah. of it. And Rick, you better be down there, man, because we're about to get this thing. And that's hard, too, like trying to run around and grab your tools that you think you're going to need. Like you said, you yeah. didn't get the exact one. So that's the hard part, yeah. too, It's grabbing tools yeah. off of it. Well, I'm I mean, if to- you if, if you kind of know ahead of time, like now that you've seen like what those door dents look like, what yeah. you think you're going to use, then bring your small stuff, like your knockdowns and like a small light yeah. and whatever you need like that, mm-hmm. pack that, and then borrow – the actual tools, unless you just want to figure out a way to bring them. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> thing guys are dumb enough to make and fix it like they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm still hungry, Hudson. I'm sure someday it'll trickle off a little bit, but that might be the point where I master it. And honestly, uh, when when you get to the point where you lose that hunger, that's what happened in painting, right? So um, I'm hoping, you know, that I stay hungry for a while. Uh, but it's something that has intrigued me more than ever is the business side of it. That's why, you know, like, um, that's something I've never learned until I really met Paul and Tim and I see a lot of behind the closed doors stuff. And I think that's stuff that intrigues me. And I've always told Paul and Tim, yeah, I want a piece of the business side. I said, but for the only way for me to feel comfortable being part of the business is I got to master this. There's no way I can sit in this office and tell guys or ask guys to do something that I can't do or don't know how to do. Cause listen, someone might quit one day, right? Well, what am Mm -hmm. I going to do if I'm in the office and it's just me, I can't fix stuff. No, I have to go through these trenches, figure it out. When I figure it out, all right, next step, let's go, you know? Right. And hopefully, you know, hanging with these guys, you know, man, just I, I want to I grow with these guys, and I hope they want me to grow with them, you know? And it's, we mean that's, a lot to each other, man. That's like, while uh, you know, we're going to Matt Moore's. I was telling you before the show, we're going down mm. to his shop to train on ceramic coating. I could have mm. sent my guy down there to do it on his own or whatever, yeah. but no, I need to be part of it. I need to know how yeah. this works and everything. Yeah. So we're both going down there to learn I think yeah, it makes a big not? difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I love I love the mindset. You sound like a lot of us, the majority of us. I love yeah. it, dude. Oh, He's going to have me wishing I had some dents in here to fix when we get off the show tonight. I'm like, oh, I got to go no. grind. Man. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we'll start fresh in the morning, all right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. So let's, um, yeah, we're about halfway done. So um, congratulations again on, I'm Thanks, just going to go ahead and say your one, your one year anniversary and place Thanks, a second man. in the Dental Olympics. Because that's, that's a major feat. Nice, so well, let's get into the, the meat and potatoes of, of what we yeah. are, and that is, let's get to know Thomas outside of the mm-hmm. PDR world. So, okay. uh, how long have you been married? So, technically, by law, we're not married, but we are in our eyes, oh, okay. so we'll get well, that out. Uh, how long have you six, been together? Then? 16 years. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. My son is 16, so I met, she's my stepson, per se. Uh, I met him when, him and Amanda, when Ethan was a year old. Um, he's oh, been, hold up, hold up. Her name's Amanda. Yeah. There's so many Amandas in this industry. Like my, my wife's, wife's Amanda, Amanda his wife. wife's Amanda. Jeremy <laughs> Nadu on the his, his wife's well, Amanda. I mean, I will if I, I ever meet her, I won't forget her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Hey. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, sorry. So, yeah, met met uh met her when Ethan was uh one. Um just kind of hung around and she knew one of my homies, so we were hanging out here and there and um <laughs> I don't know. We've been technically like engaged eight years. Honestly, in our eyes, we're just riding it, man. We're not yeah. pushing anything. It's smooth sailing for us. Um, I have a daughter who's 11 years old. Uh, Ethan is super intelligent. Uh, he's in 10th grade. He's in all honors. Uh, 4.65 GPA. Dude's wow. thriving right now. Holy moly. Definitely got long yeah. hair down to his back. Uh, super <laughs> shy guy, but he's a musician. Um he, he goes to a school called the school of rock after hours. They basically teach you stage presence and how to play and how to sing. And they pack out bars. They get them venues and throw these kids up on stage. And Ethan can absolutely rock and roll, dude. Awesome. He gives me chill wow. bumps when I watch this guy play, gets the crowd going, but that he's a super quiet guy. And I see him get up on stage and you know, he's, he's just a different kid, man. It's I like his him, alter you know? ego. <laughs> yeah, dude. And my yeah. daughter, you know, she struggles in school. School's a grind for us with her, you know, or spelling words, math, and we're grinding it, but she's doing it, you know, but it doesn't come as natural as it does, Ethan. Uh, Is she in fifth grade? She's in six. Six, okay. My youngest is 11, so I was curious. So super athletic um, and very street smart, man. I mean, she's uh, she can hop on the lawnmower if she wants, or she's going to go hiking. She can hang with me and – you know, she's uh she's my right hand girl, man. She's she my sounds everybody. like sounds like my my young one. She's my home. She's my ride or sure, die. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so and then uh, you know, after hours, man, I'm building a saltwater reef tank right now. It's kind of taking a lot of my time, you know, oh, here cool. and there. It's a little thirty-two gallon, nothing crazy, but those things take some maintenance if you want it right and you're gonna grow some coral reef in your house, take some work. But uh um, wow. I'm intrigued by it, you know, so I'm learning a bunch of stuff there. And then um, I was telling you before the show, I play a little bit of video games. Uh, Just a little bit. I got, I got, I got cats <laughs> paying my bills uh, while I play some Call of Duty. And <laughs> Is there anything hooping, better hooping, than hooping, that? Like <laughs> hooping, I hoop and holler on stream and five bucks. I do the truffle shuffle like the Goonies and show them the lint in my belly button from the day's work. Give <laughs> me some stars, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, man. I mean, it is what it is, right? It's all entertainment, yeah. right? Hey, so yeah. 
And I tell them, I tell them it's not about the money, man. I don't want your money. I'm here to have fun. I think that attracts people. I mean, some days yeah. I get a hundred people pop in. Some days I get 12,000 people that come in. So oh, it's uh, pretty crazy, you know, and it's, I don't know. Another, I think I'm more nervous for this than I was playing a video game with <laughs> the dudes, funny. you know. With more people watching and stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, so Tim, Tim Hader, I know he's big on TikTok and stuff, and he's a big gamer and streams a lot and stuff, too. I watched him on Dents and Dreams one time. It's pretty cool mm. hearing his story about you know, grinding it out on video game. In a bush yeah. beer, huh? <laughs> well, that's, that's Tad. Tad. He, he, he just had – he had elbow surgery uh, several weeks back. Yeah, about a month ago now, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's he still can't drink alcohol for a while. This dude <laughs> has the not recovery watched, process, and he's not watched any movies past the Clint Eastwood era. Like we're like, you seen it? Nope. You seen it? Nope. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, dude? but yet he comes out as Dumb and Dumber. He's seen that though. So. Yeah. And he watches HGTV now. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> are you a middle aged woman? I, I'm right there with him. I, I like watching those. those I shows watch too. crap. I don't watch TV, to be honest with you. Really? Uh, yeah, we, we'll do a little streaming. I might. I fall asleep better with the television on. Yeah. I mean, I put something on, or I put something on, and I'm like, I'm like, I'll be snoring Ow. with my eyes open. You know? She's like, turn the TV off. I was like, but it makes me sleep. You know. <laughs> I'm the same way. I got to fall asleep to a TV or if I'm laying there just hearing sounds, you know, outside, I'm like, nah, this yeah. Ain't yeah. I can do the crickets and frogs though. Sometime yeah. I, I can, can open, I can open the windows and just, yeah, listen to some crickets and frogs for sure, man. I'm going to have to take a pause for cause this gallon of water. I got to piss again for like the third time. Well, yeah, mute your mic. Mute your mic this time. Oh, there, there he is. Go. Look at that. We heard the stream flowing about 30 minutes ago. I'm going to unmute it. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, are you any good at Call of Duty? Or do you just yeah, have the personality so, everybody so, likes to give no, you money? Well, it's, it's a little bit of both, right? <laughs> so, I do, you know, you know, we'll consume some alcohol beverages. I usually only play Friday nights, uh, Saturday nights, Saturday mornings, you know, here and there. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've I've played since, like, the first one. So, I've got some serious time into it. And I play on a computer with a keyboard and mouse. That's a little different style. And here and there, like I'll have, I use my get a grip for uh, my webcam to show my keyboard and mouse play instead of uh, holding my heat gun on the lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. where I get most of my use there. But uh, that's what I use for my taking video with my phone, my get a grip. And, yeah, uh, I got a little tripod now. It's helped with the reels a little bit, being consistent. Well, I, yeah. So while the non-hunter is gone, let's talk. Let's get yeah. into hunt, hunting. Here. Sure. Well, man. he's back. Never mind. Yeah, screw that guy. We'll talk about the answers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking about it. I just don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I do. I do stream. It's on Facebook. Uh, you can look up Cold Fire. I can't believe I'm telling this to ten guys. Uh, Eighteen and older only. Uh, cold fire, and it's a skull with a cigar hanging out of his mouth. That's uh, that's the character there. Nice. But uh, yeah, oh, we're so, lo- we're losing the hunter. So, right when we're going to talk about right. hunting. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah. So um, big t- big time bow hunter. So when I was growing up, um, we had no spots to hunt rifle. It was archery only. Um, and we were doing suburban hunting, little 10, five, 13 acre lots in a very wealthy city called Great Falls, Virginia. 
Um, you're talking multi-million dollar houses from million dollars to $25 million houses, big fountains. And what's crazy is every house is on septic there. So they all have to have like three acres of plus. And it's all wooded with like poplars and holly trees. Um, and a lot of times you cannot leave hang on stand. So I got really good at climbing trees. Um, so right now I'm, I'm shooting a Hoyt uh, RX-5, I believe, full carbon bow. Um, you know, 70 pounds. But, uh, but anyway, um, the, the cell phone cameras for me really changed the game. Uh, the suburban hunting can be really hit or miss. A lot of them are funnels, right? So you got people who don't like the deer so much, they put deer fences up, which is basically eight-foot-tall nets, right? Yeah. And I'll sit in a poplar tree in the middle of two eight-foot fences with 30 yards this way, 30 yards this way, and I'll have one camera on this tree, one camera on this tree, and I'll see everything that's cutting through there. And it'll be like, all right, every Monday at 6.30, they're cruising through. And I could go Monday at 5.45, I'm in the truck shimmying up, 6.30, here they come, lead doe, walking through there. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely get excited on trying to outfox some lead does for sure with a bow and arrow. So um, do you um, do you have to go and ask permission to hunt their property? like, Or, so, or is it like, explain yes. that because we don't have that down here. South right, Alabama. so my stepfather was uh, a paid firefighter out in that county. And he was a firefighter there for 25 years and he was an avid hunter. He's the one that kind of got me going into hunting. And over the years, he had just acquired a handful of lots uh, next to the fire department. And as I was growing, he was like, Hey, you know, can I bring my son out here, you know, teach him how to hunt? And people were more than grateful of letting me come out. So that's how I acquired those city properties. I personally never knocked on a door. I basically inherited them. And then, um, yeah, I got to the point where I just focused. Look, he's got freaking deals going on in his Mobile, Alabama, dude. Man, I'm telling you what, this this street, there's a uh, guy moved into the, the last shop down here, and, and it's a body shop now, and all he does is call sure lots of <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, my damn camera goes off all night long it's it's so when i see somebody because i got the blinds open right here when i see somebody easing down yeah i'll start looking anyway yeah so uh, i got really got got really uh good at climbing trees and i don't know and just took a knack to bow hunting man and uh kind of just stuck with me forever but i did acquire a 40 40 this so this property is an hour and 20 minutes from my house these three properties acquired out in Great Falls. Yeah. So I was literally getting up at three o'clock in the morning during daylight savings time, grinding it. And then as I got into my thirties, I was like, dude, like I cannot do this any longer. <laughs> and I met a friend of a friend um, at like a family gathering of my buddy. And he was like, yeah, you know, I own this mechanic shop. And he's like, I live in Clearbrook. I was like, oh, Clearbrook. That's it's 12 minutes from my house. And um, I was like, yeah, land out there. He's like, yeah, I got 40 acres. I was like, oh, snap, you know, like this could be a lead here. And I was like, people hunt there. And he goes, ah, I got one guy that comes in here and there. And I was like, dang. And I said, does he use guns? He was like, oh, yeah, they're muscle. I was like, oh, snap. Like, here we go. So I, I was feeling them out and I didn't get a good vibe from them. Uh, and I didn't want to ask him. And then all of a sudden, his daughter needed uh, help. 
her and her husband were moving to Saipan for a medical mission and they were putting all their stuff in a storage container and they needed help. And they called me and they go, be here at 10 o'clock. Well, I get there at 950 sharp and this old guy, you know, he's there 950 sharp, you know, we're there. We're the only ones there for like 45 minutes. Everybody's just running late, you know? And at the end of the day, he goes, Thomas, you, you express some hunting, right? He goes, come on down here. I'll give you a tour of the property. I was like, yes, dude, you gotta be kidding me. Right. <laughs> it was like the next weekend I was down there and we're on his side by side on his trails. He's showing me the whole thing. I got a white Oak flat over here, thick pines over here. I was like, dude, this is beautiful, man. He's like, yep. Just let me know when you're coming. He goes, use the side by side. Anytime you, you harvest anything. Nice. So, uh, it's, it's a doe yeah. factory. There's not tons of buck in there, but there are, but uh, there's doe out the wazoo, man. Tatsy, he'll fall out of a damn tree. He's got to harness up. He falls asleep. That's so I, out of a like, I don't have the patience for like sitting there waiting on a deer. It just kills me. Well, it wears look, me that, that's why I, I kill. I kill my best deer when I wake up from a nap. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's I'm so you're not moving. I, exactly, <laughs> yeah. I'm not moving. I'm quiet now. The older I get, the I do start snoring. So <laughs> gotta, 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 you know. But, yeah, man. I can't, I can't bow hunt, man. I, I wanted to and stuff, but especially in the last. Tough. Well, my shoulder went out two years ago, and now it's out again. There's just no way I can do it. So, can and you where shoot I, where we, I could, but I ain't no need. I got a rifle, and I can. <laughs> Don't you have an archery season though? That. Yeah, yeah, but, but, um, but you know. It's just like, not me. My I want to hear. I want to hear bangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that. how I how I describe it every time I I tell, like my dad, or you know, like yeah, I shot this one, this one this year, and I said, you know what, I, I put my gun up there, look through the scope, put crosshairs on it, and my mind's always like, do I shoot? And then I hear a bang. I don't even finish the sentence in my head. And usually when that happens, it's just my finger answers before my brain yeah. does. Yeah. And <laughs> I, look, I, I don't, you know, it. I, like last year, I killed, what was it? Six deer with five bullets. Okay. You know, I, um, I killed. He doubled up. Yeah, I doubled <laughs> up really on did. one. It was two little ones. And That's they were perfect. And, and I'm looking <laughs> And I, I mean, they lined up perfect, and the whole time I'm thinking, should I? I mean, just for the hell of it, should I? Boom! And what's funny is trail cam was right there too, and it got them almost hitting the ground at the same time. Oh my gosh! What caliber yeah. was that? That one was my 308. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of funny stories last year with with my guns. So I gave I'm my son my. Get, you got what? Oh, I'm running around with a 300 blackout with a suppressor. And that's kind of my thing. It's like, they don't even run. They're like, and they're yeah. one runs another. It's like, what the heck's this? So the last one, the last two I just shot uh, was a, you know, young eight point, it was tall horns. I'm like, well, you, you just walked in here. There's six does in here. And uh, he's all proud and, and <laughs> boom, shot him. He went right off the back, 25 yards right down the, the backside of the patch right there. Mm-hmm. One of the does ran straight to me and stopped 10 yards in front of me and kept looking back that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, 
Okay, I don't want to like holler at her to get her to run off. So I eject the shell real loud, shove another one in there, and she still didn't look at me. And I'm like, all right, dummy. I dropped her. Might as well. I don't mind cleaning on my stuff. So yeah, I'm out on cleaning too. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I just want, I like yeah, these people yeah. that hunt for sport and like, yeah, I got a deer. Like, I'll go, I'll, I'll buy it from you or pay for the processing or whatever, just so I can get some deer meat because I love eating deer meat. Yeah, and Paul and Tim's yeah. like, you got, you got burger, right? And I was like, yeah, I got tons of them. They're like, bring it in. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll unload it. So, the, <laughs> so I, I've got, I've got my freezer in here slammed full. I still hadn't taken it to the processor because last year I got all burger made, but mm. I got them to add bacon to it. Mm. And so my wife and kids are like, we don't like it. <laughs> so I've got this in here to go just get regular. Yeah. You know, so add it to it. Just, I, I have to trick my family. You know, <laughs> like I'll do Mine like can, half and half. And, yeah. They'll, I they'll smell it and stuff. I, I, mm. I no, it doesn't do. bother me. I, I like the bologna for sure. You know, um, I'll pay oh. for some bologna to get done. And for the longest time, I was processing my own stuff. I mean, I was like into it. Now, now time is of the essence, right? Like right. I'm killing yeah. it, gutting this thing. By the time I drag it out and get home, get all my clothes off, I'm half bloody and cleaned up. And then I'm all done. And I'm like, oh, I still got a carcass, man. And a lot of times, <laughs> you know, it's, dude, it hasn't been super cold, right? So it's like, yeah. you're getting on these things. You're either getting it to a butcher or you're yeah. quartering it out. I, I have a fridge in the garage that I'll quarter it out and I can fit probably two deer in the fridge with bungee cords around the door. Yeah. And, and that's how I'm keeping it cool, cool until, you know, I'll let it age a little bit. And then if I get a hair up my butt, you know, I'll process it. And if not, I'm like, Oh, I'm just taking it to the butcher and, and biting a bullet here and getting it done. Right. Yeah. We're, 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 uh, we're looking for a used deep freezer to put at the camp just to use during hunting seasons. Cause Shoot one now. That's another issue. I got big ice chest, but then you got to keep it on ice the entire time. So if yeah. we go for a week and I shoot a couple of them or one beginning yeah. of the week, yeah. and I'm constantly adding ice to this thing. Yeah. Um, and then my wife ended up, wife and kids got me a dehydrator for Christmas, surprised there me with go. that. And yeah. uh, so now it makes me want to kill more just to <laughs> just keep playing with it at all. Make jerky. I did once. I haven't, uh, I'm going to take some. I've, looking in the bottom of the deep freezer i'm like dang i still got some pack straps in here so i'm gonna uh i want to let it thaw out i'm gonna let it thaw out just enough to start trying to do some more jerky i want to smoke a back strap like i've not since i had my smoker i haven't had a back strap i'd love to smoke one so the year before well thanksgiving before last i took a fresh back strap cut that sucker in half i filleted it i beat the crap out of it try to you know you know, loosen it up as much as I could. And then I put uh, jalapenos, pepper jack cheese in it, folded it back over, mm. wrapped the entire thing with bacon, smoked that sucker. Mm. Oh, my gosh, it was so good. It sounds amazing. Yeah, I man. haven't eaten hardly Juicy, great. But, you know, if I'm only using it for while we're there, it ain't going to stay plugged up all the time. I'm gonna get great. one for well, Gray. I got you. Uh, I bought, a deep, bought a deep freezer. It was like a mini <laughs> joint. It was $150 like two years ago. I went back and it was like 230 
the exact wow. same one in two years. So the yeah. prices are definitely uh, skyrocketing. But see, we can we, we can get up in our debt price. Exactly, <laughs> we can get bro. even. We can get even bigger ones for like seventy five bucks, fifty bucks. Mm. You um, know, we even. Uh, do you guys run the specialty matrix at all on like exotics or anything like that? Have you ever seen? I don't, it I'm in Dixon, Tennessee. We don't get exotics. We yeah, I feel you. All day, every day. I feel you, bro. So <laughs> you know, going back to dense, but you mentioned raising your prices. We we had made a new matrix for our 2023 for exotics, and it was uh, I want to say like another 16 percent increase or 20 percent increase. Like we're at the point where it's like. So here's the deal, right? Where we'll do something and we denops it and say we get, say we write a $2,000 estimate and we denops and it comes back to four grand, you know, and it's like, dude, we're still too cheap, right? Like we could technically get four grand for this job, right? And it's, I don't know, man. I feel like there's still more money as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> I really do, man. I love it. Well, love the, it. the thing it. is, 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 why do we have to be cheaper than what conventional repair is? It yeah, that's ridiculous. Be. No, at all. It and, should be and, more. And we're not, and we're not to, I mean, the good retail customers, they're going to pay. It doesn't matter if it's the same mm -hmm. amount. Yeah. It's the insurance. The yeah. insurance is what is what's getting us. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're getting closer and closer, but. Yeah. Well, I think so. But the problem is, too, I feel like we're in a honey hole spot right now, right? So, yeah. I mean, who knows, man? A couple of years, insurance starts fixed figuring this out, you know, can tighten this thing right up. Well, yeah. We don't know, man. Uh, I agree that. Uh, so I've know. got one that just came in today for an estimate of yeah. I don't know, this afternoon. And it's a brand new, uh, you know, Volkswagen GTI. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy didn't, he didn't have 3000 miles on it and mm -hmm. took a, he, so the, the front fenders on them come to this, real sharp point mm -hmm. right above the headlight mm -hmm. that gouged the speared a deer that ran out it, took that whole thing and pulled the whole fender back it took bmw collision uh three months to get the fender and it took three weeks to fix it well then they replaced that painted the you know blended into the front the driver door and somebody put a uh two inch little crease in it and so now mm. i gotta fix it but mm. you know that that's where the, the lack of parts and everything else that should be driving insurance to be just yeah i agree man. a lot of it for us. well that and it, you know they're going to spend extra money on rentals at a body shop compared to us like you got a rental yeah. for two or three days yeah. like there's so many more benefits to the insurance company just letting us do it well but, the thing is is how do we get them to figure this out and start feeding us. Right. The one yeah. thing, you know, you think about is people go, well, DRPs, right? Well, the problem with DRPs is this when you start making deals and backdoor deals. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Right? So I agree. So it's up to us as a community, right? As I've learned first, one of the first things I did when I expressed interest to dent repair and I went and seen Paul relatively early and he goes, here's our price guides stick with this. Well, guess what? I was only five miles up the road for Paul. He didn't want me coming in, and I was like, oh, he's giving me all this stuff. But big picture is he wanted me to help preserve the market in our area. Yeah. And it did because I was like, and I would, I, I wasn't even working for Paul. And I, you know, hey, what should I do here, here, here? And he would help me build a, an estimate. That way, if, you know, if they left Paul to shop around and came to me, 
you know, it was no different. And that was the goal was capturing that market. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. We locked it in early, man. No, and that's good. That's why, that's why networking in our, in your own areas and stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, making sure one that the quality is there across the board to be able Mm -hmm. to get those numbers. But like I try to tell them, even if your quality is not as good, if if your hundred percent is really only Mm -hmm. 80%, still Mm -hmm. stick with that number and then do it Mm -hmm. for 80% of what that price is instead of, instead of, you know, I'll do it for 50 bucks. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, you're hurting the entire industry. I hate so. that doing for fifty bucks. Like you hear that so many times from customers, like, "Yeah, so and so did it for fifty bucks." Well, they should be shot. <laughs> like, no, there's times too. <laughs> we get jobs, and we we'll price it out entirely, right, to the T, and we're like, "Man, we just don't know if we're going to nail it." So, the way we write our estimates is the uh, person's in the other room, you know, in the lounge, you know, and we're like, "Hey, give us a couple yeah. minutes with the car," you know, and if we'll pull it in and we'll go over it with each other, going how you feel and. You know, we feel we feel out how we feel like we're going to be able to repair this, and then you educate the customer, and you're honest, and you set expectations. Even if you feel like you're going to kill it, I'm always like, eh, I don't know. You know, well, not like that, but we're like, hey, just so you know, I have a concern yeah. here. This edge is really tight. I know it's double metal. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get a tool in there. You might have a little tiny wiggle right there. I don't know yet, you know, until I dig in. You set that expectation. And then that way, when you kill it, man, they're like, oh, man. But then if you don't, you also said, yeah. And if that wiggle's there when when you're delivering, hey, just so you know, this one spot we talked about, you know, it happened just like I thought it did. It's a little low here. Yeah. You can see a little something, but thank goodness, you know, we stopped it from having to go into a paint booth and we saved mm-hmm. your original finish, you know, and yeah. it's, it's stuff like that is just set that expectation, set yourself mm-hmm. up for success, man. You and, know, we, we go ahead. I was going to say, I, I never guarantee a hundred percent. If yeah. it's one I know I can get completely out, I always guarantee 95% plus. Yeah. Under promise and over delivery. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was exactly. looking for. Under promise, yeah. over deliver. Yeah. yeah. And being early on, I I rely a lot on R and I. We do a lot of R and I stuff, uh, taking doors off. Yeah. So when you guys see our price guides and it's marked for R and I, a lot of guys go, "Oh, I could have fixed that on the car." Well, guess what? I can't. Right. So I'm setting my self up to be able to glass it. And for me to glass it, I'm taking the trim panel off, which takes me five yeah. minutes. I'm unbolting the door. I'm putting it on a stand. I like my stands high little lower neck level, you know, and I'm just getting on there. And that way I'm see, I'm, I'm flat, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm making it straight, you know, and that's the way I have to do it to be successful. I can fight, I can fight a body line dent that's only two inches big and it's not super deep. And I struggle because dude, I got a beer gut. I'm not super flexible. I'm like, like this, I back and I can see it. And I come up here and I'm like, well, damn, I don't know what to do. Panel go push here. And then now I'm getting texture. I'm like, dude, rip this thing off, get it on a stand. You'll get a better job, better quality, and you're Absolutely. charging for it. You're getting the same. And that's how, and, and, you know, explaining that to a customer, I explain it to them all the time that, look, it's faster and cleaner for me to yank this door off. Yeah, and me to. It's not that I can't fix it on the vehicle, but yeah. one is probably going to take longer, um, mm-hmm. especially when they're down low, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Look, let me take the panel off. Let me take the door off. Put it on a stand where it's eye level. I can mm-hmm. get in there, get it done fast and clean the right way. Put it back yeah. on there a lot faster, and you know, that's what differentiates me 
and you from other ticks, you know? Yeah, uh, I think uh, so too, man. Because, and, and, you know, I'm not going to get into all the comments and stuff like that, but like there, there's some that, you know, like when you're putting your prices on the, on the mm-hmm. Paul Corden page and stuff mm-hmm. and you get the ones that, yeah, even us, we make and fix that dent in 30 minutes or mm-hmm. five minutes or 10 mm-hmm. or an hour, whatever it is. It has no, you can't think like that, that it's why irrelevant. are you getting this much? Why it's are you you're charging yeah. $1,400 yeah. on a five inch dent that take me to, you know, 30 minutes to do get that mm-hmm. out of your head. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. It, it you just made fourteen hundred dollars in thirty minutes. Yeah, because that skill set, you know, what it took to get there. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's where a lot of us shop and how much are they charging? You know, you got to look at all that. Like, just because, yeah. just because you can fix that in a short amount of time, that's great. Book several of them jobs. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be up here. It, yeah. It's the mindset of <laughs> of certain certain ones that are. Well, I can fix that in a short amount of time, so I'm just going to do it for a couple hundred bucks. Get that out of your head, people. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's something Paul and I, we actually discussed, uh, I think it was last night, it was you know, towards the end of the day, and I was like, because I'm helping moderate that group and just accepting people, and I was like, listen, we got to put a, because one thing we don't want is people to post how long it took for them to repair it, because once it's yes. re- irrelevant, we want insurance companies paying us for our skill set, not the time involved. So how do we do that? So we started, one of the new rules is no discussing repair times. We don't care. We don't want to see it. If we see it, we're just going to remove it. Now it's a rule. You got to agree to it. And, you know, we we might have 10, 15 people that want to join the group a day and we got to go through. Now, if you don't check that box, delete, delete, you know, we're just thinning you out because we don't want to hear it. We're here to grow the trade. And if you're already, if you ain't in a group already, you're probably, you know, behind eight ball as is like, you should probably get in it, but. You know, um, that group has been know. a real eye opener for a lot of people. I think, like, just seeing what's out there and what you can get when people say, yeah. "I can't get that for that." Yes, you yeah. Can. Well, I think a lot. You know, I mean, our market says a lot for us as well, too. I mean, they're they're you know, people. It's reality, right? We we have cash yeah. in our area. Uh, we do have exotics, you know. Um, but at the same time, if every dent guy in the nation gave themselves a raise, people would have no choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> if no one did it, they wouldn't have a choice. It's it's plain and simple, right? Jack your yeah. prices, yep. they nowhere to go. Right. And and it's simple, it's man. not like uh it's not that we're trying to take advantage of it. We're trying to get what we need as a what high quality PDR technician. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Um yeah. hey, uh, I just did well, I did this estimate several months back, but it was a 1968 mm. Camaro. Mm-hmm. The wife opened her car door into the driver door right on that body line. And the dent, you know, the pictures he sent me, you know, it looks like a one inch dent up to a one mm-hmm. inch right on that mm-hmm. body line. Of course, I do it as a, a two inch dent. Well, it ends up being more like three inch once I get it here. Mm-hmm. The only reason he decided to finally get it fixed is he knocked a plastic pipe into the front fender. <laughs> and I had two dents. Well, he just brings it uh, Monday. And, you know, he had questions. Why is it so much? Now, that door ding was like 800 and something dollars with the R and I of the, of the, uh, the door panel and the, mm-hmm. the striker. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the latch. 
And I said, taking that last out is going to be my best option to get in there right on that body line. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, I'll, I'll take the door panel off. Okay, well, I'll take that part off. So it was still, you know, just the dent repair itself was like 650 mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. for, you know, what looked like a one-inch dent. But me getting down there, even outside, putting a line board, and I'm like, you see what you're seeing is a one inch because you're looking in the mm-hmm. in the center of it. Look how far it stretches. He said, mm-hmm. I said, see, that's what I'm, I'm looking at in your photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other one was like two inch, uh, round dent. It was, you know, $500, including mm-hmm. taking the, the headlight out. Mm-hmm. That one took me, I was done in, in, you know, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. had the light back in everything the door took me several hours because of one it's a custom repaint on this you mm-hmm. don't want to crack that paint real metal and all that he understood he said i don't care he said you explained it to me i don't care how much it costs i brought it to you mm-hmm. you brother there's uh, a value there man. anyway that's like there is. Even, there I is. think there's I think there's advantage for people that's got the body shop background. Like me and Ray was working the day back here. I've shown him estimate on uh mm-hmm. Mobile Tech RX. Yeah. Like, All right. So I was drawing lines on my van or whatever. It's like, hey, measure this out, do it. And he did it. He found extra money. He's like, Man, you gotta remove this bumper to take this taillight out or whatever. I would have never known that. So I think yeah. that's huge too, having them added, you know, yeah. knowledge of that. That stuff's a pain in the butt. I don't understand who designed that crap, but geez Louise. <laughs> hey, but I'll get paid for it. Come on, man. <laughs> if we're going to do it, I'm going to get paid yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was like, I, I got one scheduled for next week. He come in yesterday for an estimate, and uh, the dent's not bad on the, the fender, but it's behind the fender flare, and the flare has it scratched the paint on the flare. Yeah. It's also double-sided tape because it's a Tacoma. Yeah. Okay, I've got to take it off anyway. I'm like, well, while it's off, I can paint this for you. Yeah. So, Mobile Tech RX went in, paint body side, put my times in all there, you know. So, while it's off, I can have that repainted, go fix the Just, dent. Yeah. Once it's cured, put it back on. So, buy, buy some of them clips because they're going to break coming off. <laughs> yeah, you already know. I already yeah, oh, know, yeah, bro. I'll get the clips, the double sided tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get no, a handful of them things. And for some of y'all, I just want to give a shout out to Paul Corden real quick. For some of y'all that don't aren't you know comfortable with your estimator or think you can up your game, he offers training. So if you think you could swing it, yep. get up Paul and see if you can get training for that. I'm hoping Amanda can eventually go. I think uh, Melissa Fetty's trying to get up there. We're trying to get a group together to come up there and personally train with you guys. So that I think oh, it's huge for the industry. Oh man, I better get a cut. I told Paul. I told Paul, you better watch out. I'm gonna have Paul Corden's helper. Training for half the price. <laughs> you can be that fifty dollar big guy. Uh, uh, I ain't gonna be fifty dollars, yeah. but I ain't gonna be as much as he is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, I think that that'd be huge for people that, like I said, don't feel comfortable with estimating and stuff. Because I know uh, Dave Detlef's wife, Katie, went up there and she came yeah. back like high plates. She's been making them so much money since she's been back. So that's. I huge. think a lot too is not only is your prices, but how you're displaying that to the customer. Mm-hmm. Right, it's yeah. like you're saying. It's, it's a hustle. It's a sell, right? And I never thought I'd have yeah. to do as much R and I or selling when I first came into this, you know. And it's watching these cats, you know, is what taught me. And I mean, I just do what they do, and I'm just basically, you know, 
I think I'm killing it out there embracing, right? Oh, for sure. I, like I said, I got Tim going, dude, how'd you get $1,400 on a door? <laughs> and I was like, well, it was six inches obstructed. Yeah. We had to lift your price guy. Uh, he's like, geez, Louise, man. Like, that's right, but, like, but, but see, Tim, Tim, you know, he, he'll tell me, you know, like, I got a little bit of that mind trash myself, you know, I'm old school, you know, I have a hard time feeling that yeah. or seeing that prices, but you know, yeah, it doesn't, it's matter. I, I got no problem telling somebody it's cost them three grand to fix their quarter panel. Right. I'm like, well, the body shop cut it off, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. feel free to go talk exactly. to them and you're more than welcome to come back. We'll honor our estimate, you know, right. that's what it is, you know? Hey, I've done that several times and they'll, they'll come back, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm proud of you. I, Thanks, you know, yeah. you. every, everything that you're doing and, and Paul and Tim, you know, just, just pushing it and helping you along the way. It's just, it's just growing. Um, really you as a, as a new technician Thanks. coming in and, and yeah. one, just your, your skill level is just phenomenal. Uh, yeah. and you're hungry and you're, and you're going to continue to, to even get Thanks. better. Uh, mm. we need more, more people like that Thanks. in the industry. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're just over the hour mark. And, um, yeah, Matt, Matt said you're killing it. You definitely. Thanks are. Matt. Appreciate so, the love, dude. Hashtag uh, save the paint. That's going to be our new thing. Hashtag save the paint. Save the paint. Start pushing it, fellas. Let's start. That's Let's gonna be it. it. I'm down for it. I'm yeah. all right. I'm doing it now. You guys might be starting hearing that a little bit more. I'm just gonna say that. Hashtag all save right. the pain. All right. all right, cool. Save the paint. I love real it. Real quick, I love it. So yeah, real, there you go ahead. Real quick, little shout out tomorrow. Look, we already got a Facebook user hashtag save the paint. Yeah, uh, my man. Tomorrow, I won't be the only Facebook. Oh, Paul. <laughs> what is it? Is it Paul? That's it's Paul. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say I won't be the only. Famous person in the house after tomorrow night, Amanda Patrick will be on Mary Toledo's show with uh and Maria Collinbach. So y'all make sure to tune in on that one. It'll be a good whoop, one. Whoop. She's nervous. She's like, what am I gonna talk about? I was like, talk about being married to an awesome ass dick guy. Like, what else are you gonna yeah. talk about? <laughs> yeah. So now it'll be a great show. I'm glad they're getting her on and uh you know, talking to her a little bit. So yes. it'd be awesome. And remember all the all the podcasts out there, y'all, y'all watch them. Watch them. We don't, you know. It's not just us. Uh, there's a lot of them, and you, you gain a lot of knowledge by watching them live or going back and listening to them. Yes, Corey, you missed it, but You used to be the first dude. Now you're the last. What the hell? Like <laughs> he's fired, bro. <laughs> he's, he's redoing the floors in his house. It looks yeah, like it. She got him working, bro. I know how it is. Yeah. I'd be so mad at Amanda if she had me working like that. Like, I've done it, been there, done that, and I'm cussing the whole time. But when it's all said and done, I was like, all right, that was good. And she was like, I told you it was a good idea. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I want to be at the point where I can just hire somebody, dude, because it's boring, right? right? I, I still have to finish my floors, man. I got our room and, and laundry room left, and I'm not. I'm I'll not do the floor. It's the shoe and baseboard that whips my tail with that tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> tape measure. I'll do I'm that all day long. It, it's it's being on my knees. And, make it happen. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. storms in Arkansas. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of storms so, coming through, so uh, hell season is in full force. And first of all, everybody be safe, but let's get some help. (laughs) Yep. So, anyway, uh, once again, thanks, Thomas, for coming on, joining us. It's been been a blast. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, everybody, for watching, commenting. And um, 
we're going to back you out in the in the back room, Thomas. Ooh, we're going to end yep. this, and then uh, we'll say our goodbyes afterwards. So much love, guys. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, everybody. We'll see y'all Bye. next week, buddy. Bye. Bye.